on last week's Irrevelations. God was like, you know what, f*** you, I'm gonna split up Israel? Asa, the king of Judah, who was great and good. So Asa's like, so what you're saying is we need a religious genocide? And Obed's like, exactly. The Philistines brought him gifts because he was like so powerful they were afraid of him. That's a big deal, because Philistines are normally just assholes. Yeah, they're f***ing cunts. Apparently God's not happy with me, so I just I just don't deal with him anymore. God lies to his prophets just to f*** with people because it's funny. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. All any guy is doing is they're, everything that they're, you see them doing is them just being like, I'm just doing this till I can find the next time to masturbate. They're planning the next time. In some come. kind of weird way. Yeah, they're just yeah. planning it, you know. I am right now. I'm yeah. like, what does this have to? T- this isn't helping me spread my seed. <laughs> Listen, I'm out at I'm out at Publix. I'm getting peppercorn. I'm getting some steak. I'm like, I would rather be masturbating online to just, just static. I'm gonna say that, that a girl might God, be behind. Thank God, this is ironic that I'm saying thank God, but thank right. God that evolution didn't program our little fucking squirrel brains to separate just coming into our hand right. from like actual sex. So that we still get, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because imagine if we had to feed like an actual sex craving, this would be a very rapey planet. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like if it didn't work, if like masturbating just was like its own yeah. its own drive, and you're like, hey, yeah. this isn't this isn't working. Um, Speaking of Zoom calls, I have okay. something. Okay. So I decided to volunteer. This is a Zoom call I was on just literally minutes ago. Okay. I decided to volunteer for a. Uh, a Biden get out the vote for students thing. Oh, okay. I got him voted too because I'm a I'm a student technically, right? I'm a fucking thirty mid thirties man, but well, you're getting your they masters. invited me that's, to it because I have a school ID. That's common. and uh, I'm like, yeah. Do you know what? I'm not a sore loser. Yeah, I didn't vote for Biden in the primary, but I'll help him win now. <sighs> okay. Um, obviously, which I'm, it's, which I'm proud of you because I legitimately do not like Biden or his policies, but the idea that it's the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. Between Trump is stupid, but continue. Yeah, I still not. A, regardless, I decided I'm going to try and help out with the this get out the vote campaign, and you know it's like the texting and the calling that people hate. I just want to. I want to be an irritant, you know. So <laughs> okay. I signed right. up to do that. I just want to be and one of those dickbags that text me. Yeah, right. I, I was going to just text you actually from okay. the Biden campaign. Hey, this <laughs> is from the Biden campaign. Is this cool? Are you getting out to vote? Or like. <sighs> So I'm going to do that. I joined this thing. And again, it's all students, right? Mm-hmm. I think there was like one other old person in there. It's like 20, 20 25 people. And uh, first off, you're now I'm not bashing this. Okay. It just, it's funny. The first thing you do when you get in there is you have to identify your pronouns for everyone. <laughs> it's just cool. Okay. Fine. That's sure. Fine. Okay. That's Very, fine. again, 
before we got onto this podcast, I was talking about how annoyed I get by very minor innocuous questions. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm that's fine. I get it. And so I do. You know, we do that, and then I'm like going with it, and I'm in the spirit of it. I'm just thinking like how much like conservatives would be tearing into this, like having their little Ben Shapiro field day. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I get, <laughs> we start talking, and it turns out that. They don't really have any more text numbers. They had used them all up. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so what we're going to do instead is we're all just going to hang out and text our own friends. Oh. And I'm like, okay. this yeah, is We've officially well. just turned into like a multi-level <laughs> yeah. marketing. You're like, okay. So, wait, 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 wait. It gets better. So then they turn on a playlist for us to listen to. Oh. It's their collaborative playlist. Okay. And the girl is like trying to make it motivational i guess oh god and she's like so this is our collaborative playlist here's a link to it if like you want to add to it and she's like you know and it really makes you think shouldn't every playlist be collaborative oh god and she's like just meditate for that on a while before you start texting oh <laughs> and i just I, like oh, i got it i gotta go that, that oh <laughs> see that's one of the things there's a couple there's there a couple things one i'm i have found out that the people texting me like get out to vote get out to vote are actual people yeah. And I always assumed they were robots, and I've just been throwing abuse at them. And then every now and then I'm like, hey, man, I'm a person. I'm like, oh, I thought I was yelling at a fucking robot, you know? Uh, I didn't realize I don't know why it's better fucking, if it's a robot. It's I don't know, because, like, robots, it's I'm just, deeply like... deeply disturbed. Yeah, like, uh, like a robot text, like, hey, man, are you going to get the vote? Be like, fuck you, I'll rape your family. And it's like, why? And I'm like, oh, shit. What? I don't actually feel that way. I just hate robots. You know, like it's cool. Do you just go to the Walmart and punch the the little cleanup robot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, like they're not you know. Until um, some like high school kid opens the little window screen, he's like, "Hey, man, I'm a guy in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a person. Uh, I'm trying to make ends meet." The guy, the, the guy inside the red box, inside is like, the hey, man. I'm just handing DVDs, all right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna watch the new Ghostbusters, you piece of shit. And he's like, okay. <laughs> That's fine. That was always uh, fine, you misogynist. But um, that's some good Wizard of Oz shit there. Okay, right. But, yeah. but but the other thing also is just like, you know me. I'm aggressively liberal. Yeah. But the almost I would much rather radically much, centrist. Ra- <laughs> I would much 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 rather just be surrounded by MAGA hat fucking dumb pieces of shit than by people whom I hate on a personal level but agree with politically. Yeah. Like that's I rough would on not you. be able to sit in a room with people be like, guys, let's just let's just let's just remember and think about like what would a POC do? I'm like, shut the fuck up, all right. Let's I can't <laughs> I, I mean that's an important thing to think about. Sure. Legitimately. I get but it. But it's just it's it's the way I mean especially because we're all everyone in that room is obviously on the same page yeah, and like we're and there to do an action on the street. Try and get something but, done. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm much more comfortable being in a confrontational situation with people I hate. Just based sure. on how I was raised. But I, 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 I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're just describing breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's Christmas morn for me. But, like, the idea of, like, volunteering to be with other liberals. Be like, let's get out to vote, guys. And let's, I, 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 my blood curdled. I cringed. Well, yeah, as soon as I realized it was just me texting either... The friends that I know have already voted for Biden or the friends that I know wouldn't in a thousand years. It's like, well, this isn't really. Yeah. You're supposed to give me like an undecided voters number and I'm going to like be the voice of reason in their life or something, uh, which guess. obviously was never going to happen. Anyway, I don't believe that. You dream. know, we actually this is something we've talked about this and I have read that there is no such thing really as the undecided voter. Yeah. Is that politics have gotten so polarized 
that even just which i understand the biden campaign hopefully has adapted to that i felt hillary was like the last candidate at least from the democrats uh, i don't think the republicans have done it for some time but certainly for the democrats it was the last candidate that was like hey let's let's play middle of the road let's try to get like the everyman let's let, let's try let's to have john Kasich to- at the fucking dnc com- convention yeah let's try to appeal to all voters and I think Trump kind of proved that, well, that's not how you win. You win yeah. by mobilizing your base. That if after these four years, you're still fucking dumb enough, like, I don't know, man, both sides lie. I don't know who. I don't know who to pick, man. I, I wish it was with the lesser of the two evils, you know. But if, if you're that kind of person, eat shit and die. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, turn off this podcast. But, you know, but at this, like, that's not the point. The point now is, hey, we know you want to vote for Biden. Get off your fucking ass and go do it. And if you yeah. do want to vote for Trump, then get off your ass. But then play in traffic. Not saying that that's what I <laughs> not saying that's what I agree with. But that's from a political stance, you know. Like that's yeah. that's the messaging, you know. But, yeah, and I think um, I think that is the idea is that you just have to maybe if it's just reminding someone, yeah. You know? Right. Because I, I I thought that was kind of one of those things that like came up with uh with, with Trump is that like voter turnout was garbage. You know, it, it's not decided because everyone's out voting. And well, let's get the people that no because voting's a pain in the ass. You know, yeah. generally through you, through voter suppression. But speaking of that, by design, Go and ahead. since this is the election episode, because it will be dropped two days before the election, uh, Texas has already had more early voting than it had voting altogether last and last uh, election, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I heard that, and I, I, I saw it on our conservative. Everyone's talking about how Texas has had more people voting before the election than they've ever had in any election kind of for record peaks and no one quite knows what it means you know they hope that it means that more liberals are out there voting and then texas is finally going to go purple but obviously our conservative and our donald trump is like that's it man texas our stronghold we're we're, we're putting the numbers up you know travis county which is like the most liberal county in the state possibly the world mm -hmm. uh what had a 98% voter registration this year, Oof. which is fucking insane. It's great. Like, not unheard of. I yeah. mean, I hope it's great for my side. I don't, yeah. you know, like I hope, I mean, I think alone, the fact alone that Beto almost beat Cruz two years ago mm-hmm. is kind of indicative. I think if we're headed yeah. because people didn't hate Ted Cruz as much as they hate Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to say, but uh, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like when uh, fucking who is that pedophile from Alabama? Roy Moore. Roy Moore. Yeah, <laughs> Roy Moore. Roy Moore. <laughs> That's how I like to think of him. Uh, Boy Moore. Boy Moore. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what I was doing with that. But anyways, <laughs> I'll throw Goy, it back to you. Whatever. Uh, but, you know, just like it was like it was like uh, it, it's it's weird context. And it's weird that these people can say with a straight fucking face, be like, yeah, things are looking pretty weird if Alabama can't put up a pedophile in a white hat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just win. You know, the fact that Ted Cruz, one of the most hated people on the fucking planet, is struggling to win in Texas is so absurd. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, if Texas can't, if Republicans can't put up actual garbage fucking human beings and win in a landslide in states that are populated by morons, then what chance have they got? What does that mean for America? Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dude, election why would you hate a- Ted Cruz, man? He's so easy going. You can say whatever you want about his wife. Yeah, nice guy. I like I like a guy that's got no spine. You know, you just yeah. uh, like uh, Ted Cruz is the kind of guy that loves his Bible, and when you slap 
one cheek, he turns the other. He says, fucking make fun of my wife again. I'll, I'm going to go work in a phone bank for you for no money. Let's do it, you know? Spine, huh? You like having a big bone in you? Sounds pretty gay. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's my enough. GOP talking point for the day. Um, speaking of <laughs> Let's just get the fucking Bible. I don't know. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're right up in the election. I, 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 I'm looking forward to it, I guess. You know, I'm in Florida. You're in Texas. They're not quite swing states, but. I mean, Florida is get out for sure. Yeah got those uh, cubanos and the jews trying to fight off the south from alabama yeah. georgia we all gotta do our part and then i'm yeah. in orlando just in the middle just right in the middle you know you are in the middle you know you're like the movie uh florida project yeah it, we got it we got it all we've got we've got cuban sandwiches we've got uh lox bagels and we've got incest we've got we're right there where the two sides meet <laughs> the triumvirate of florida <laughs> Great. Well, anyways, speaking of election, speaking of the change of power, speaking of idiots, right? Uh, let's get into the Bible. This is the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant Voiced. I'm Cole Delusky. And we're on episode 110. Yeah. Look at that. 110. I'm surprised I can keep track of these numbers. I didn't know I could count this high. I didn't either. It's uh, I, I do have a calculator up front. I just check. I press the plus <laughs> The calculator watch? Calculator watch, um, but yeah, we're getting back into the Bible. We're in. We're still in Second Chronicles. I had to look that up. Man, I'm such in a fugue state. I don't know. I was like, I was like, where am I? I had to read. I had to look at the top <laughs> of the page. Second Chronicles, chapter nineteen. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this again. I always do like a little precap, as oh. I like to call it. <laughs> okay. uh, this one actually has a lot of differences from Second Kings emerging. There's- that I think are fun. There's a few differences. I don't know if I noticed them as differences. We might have talked different things. I noticed yeah. differences necessarily in kind of who they attributed the bad things to. It seems like Baal plays a much bigger role. Okay. I don't know if that's your interpretation. Um, well, the way that I've been reading this book, especially lately, is I have two bookmarks. One in what we're doing right now, right? One in Second Chronicles chapter 19, and then I have a second bookmark back in First Kings. And, of course, a little bit in this episode into Second Kings. Right. Um, and I just am constantly going back and forth. So I'll, like, read, okay, here's the story of, you know, Josephat. I go back. I see what it matches up, what's different, what's added, what's missing. So all that, um, which I think is kind of the only thing that makes Chronicles worth doing, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of this, even, even uh, in what we read today, I think – there's still a lot of like overlap that you can basically skip. Right. And I think we mentioned in the last episode, I'm of the opinion that Chronicles, everyone was like, oh yeah, wait till you get to Chronicles. Chronicles is where it just fucking hits the mud. Chronicles is the worst part. You read Kings and then you read the exact same shit over and over, you know, in Chronicles. It's like, well, that's not really, if you were really paying attention, that's not really true. Yeah, those people have baby brains. (laughs) It is the same time period. It involves the same people, but it is from a different perspective with a slightly different focus. It's not in my, I think it's important. Maybe it's interesting to you and I, because we're reading it from a critical eye. If you're just reading it as a, dumb as bricks to find out how to live yeah then yeah it wouldn't make sense i would understand them being like what's the point of this some kings did some shit there was good ones there was bad ones what does it mean it if you're not treating it as a critique of the book as a whole or or reading it with a critical eye then yeah there is nothing to really read from it but 
And I also think a lot of this is very hard to do apologetics for some of the stuff we're going to get into today. So that might be part of it. You like, know, are they are they doing the oh, don't go to Chronicles? Uh, Tis a silly place, you know, like <laughs> uh, trying to make us avoid it because there's some shit in here that kind of makes you say hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking of hmm, let's get into that. Yes, Starting chapter, chapter 19, nineteen. Like Cole said, uh, we are wrapping up um, the story of Ahab who had just died. Right. So Ahab, he remember last week he did the whole trick where he made Jehoshaphat wear his clothes, but what are you going to do? Fate still got him. Yeah. Random. Snipped his string. Random arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ahab's kind of an interesting character. Kind of looking at it now because Ahab was. is not. Huh? Was an interesting character. Was an interesting character. Was, Rip. I should say. Yeah. Rip, Rip Ahab. Because uh, he's, he's from, I want to say, the second secession in Israel's line. Because like there that. was. Uh, oh, fuck. Who was the first king of Israel? They say it all the time. Uh, Jeroboam. Jeroboam. There's Jeroboam, yeah. son of Nim, Nimri. Nim, no, not Nimri. Uh, Omri. No, no. Omri is Ahab's. Is Ahab's line. That's right. He is, uh, but he's one of the guys. He's whatever. Some fucking, fucking guy. But my point is, like, there was a couple of secessions and then Ahab's now. Completely unrelated to the original king of Israel. Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting because... So he dies. But yeah. he was married to Jezebel, queen bitch, who yes. then was stomped to death by a horse by some other guy, Jehu. Hilariously. Who come to yeah. later, yeah. Um, a different Jehu than the one we're about to talk about now. I don't want to yeah. ramble too much, but my point is like Ahab was a piece of shit. He had a piece of shit wife. He had a bunch of piece of shit kids. And yeah. he also marks the time where Israel and Judah kind of start to reunify. In a way, yeah, the bloodline starts getting mixed together. Well, again. they also have the first little, like, out, like they're having civil wars up until the point where Ahab's like, hey, Jehoshaphat, you want to help me fight Syria or whatever, or Damascus, whatever the fuck? And it's like, kind of like, okay, we're, we're we're friends again, you know. Yeah, it's like when the North and the South decided to stop fighting and just be more, like, uh, passively horrible towards black people right of like we actively. can we can unify we can mix our lines we're still gonna have jim crow yeah laws. i mean we're not stupid exactly so what he's what happens is ahab dies jehoshaphat then is like well i got nothing to do here now i guess right they i got it doesn't really did they beat the arameans i don't know the syrians they were fighting against that's resolved i guess with ahab's death so jehoshaphat goes home and who should come out to meet him but this guy named Jehu, a seer, the son of Hanani, who we mentioned last episode. Let's let's remind people who Hanani was. Hanani was, I think, the guy that told Jehoshaphat, hey, you shouldn't lie. No, that's Micaiah. No, Micaiah right? is the prophet oh, that they right. seek. But Hanani's yeah. like, hey, Jehoshaphat, you're being evil. You know, you're going to pay for it. And he's like, go to prison with you. Yeah. So. I'm assuming that he died in prison, and that guy's son now is like got a vengeance streak against Jehoshaphat anyway, and basically yeah. says, "Hey, by the way, for a line with Ahab, punishment is coming your way." Yeah. So God, t- uh, God through Jehu tells Jehoshaphat, "You shouldn't have helped out Israel. You know your people, God's people. You shouldn't <laughs> have helped them out. You should have stayed home." But since you're such a great guy, your punishment won't be too bad, right? Like it's gonna be dosed out carefully it's kind of a weird it is a very what does it mean right like the moral of this story is like hey jehu 
who is the son of another holy man who was imprisoned by the king, goes to meet the king that imprisoned his dad. And is like, hey, God says that you shouldn't have allied with your own people who were given that nation by God. Okay. Which, okay. Uh, but because he sees good in your heart, he's going to give you a pass. It's kind of like, it's like, let's say you're a judge. Okay. And you've got a kid who raped a girl behind a restaurant, you know, in front of a dumpster, right? And got beat up by yeah, a couple of obviously. Swedes. And you're like, Jesus. okay, yeah, you did some bad shit, but you can swim really fast. And okay. I can tell I can tell you got money and you got a good heart, so I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to give you this pass this one time. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> uh, real quick, just to clear the air on this, Hanani didn't warn Jehoshaphat. Hanani was the seer for Asa. And told Asa uh, that he fucked up when he hired the Syrians as mercenaries to fight Israel. So right. it's all still, you know, the same love triangle, Syria, Israel, Judah. Yeah, I got to mix in my mind with Micaiah, yeah. even though I, I knew they yeah, were yeah. similar. But, okay, yeah. There's so many of these damn prophets. Yeah. Can we just have one prophet, the Mah- prophet Muhammad, please? <laughs> Can we get one good one? Get the, yeah. Who's um, secretive. Okay. So, Jehoshaphat, yeah, he's like, okay, cool, whatever, I fucked up, blah, blah, blah. blah. He goes back to Jerusalem. And starts doing something that's familiar. He sets up judges throughout the land. Now, this isn't a new concept. Moses did it first, right? When his father-in-law taught him about it. Right. When they were when they first left Egypt. Um, then, obviously, there's the book of Judges. So, Judges, I feel like, I guess they went away. I don't know. I, He's having to bring them back. It's kind of a... Yeah, so the Judges that were established in Moses were kind of like mini-kings, I guess. They're not... I guess judge is a fair term for them. It's, it's pretty similar as, situation. As like, hey, when people have conflict, you decide. You judge them. Um, and so what they do is they centralize the power into the leaders of like the most important families, which is obviously extremely fucked thing to do. No, it's cool. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's cool for them. Uh, yeah, the whole point was that it was a system of courts, that you would have the, the leaders over each tribe, and if they couldn't figure it out, then it would go to a higher level. And then at the top was Moses. Yeah. So basically, instead of slowly sliding into like a situation of nepotism, a plutocracy, whatever, they just set one up. Yeah. You know, like yeah. skip all the. Why the we gotta? Why parts. we gotta spend all this time having conversation about it? We can just we can just do it. Yeah. So it, the it'd be like it'd be like of, if you became like the leader of a nation. Obviously, the first thing you do is oh you're gonna boy. make all your kids cabinet members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Of course. So uh, the judges are made up of Levites priests and the heads of the families so basically all the guys that have always been in power anyways now it's more official yeah um and yeah uh basically they get to tell people what to do you know they get to be the deciders Um, and i I think from the point of view of the bible this is a good thing because it's 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 mentioned in sort of the same breath as and also he tore down the poles and he made life good and he put the judges back like finally the fucking judges been begging for that which order to an extent can be comforting, right? Um, uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, Instead I like of- I like cops in theory, <laughs> just not what they do. Yeah, sure. You know. uh, not in practice. And- <laughs> yeah. So like he also he also sets up kind of a divide in his kingdom. Um, two big time leaders, vice presidents, if you will. Uh, he has Amariah, the chief priest, who is in charge of any matter concerning God shit. And then he has Zebediah, uh, the leader of the tribe of Judah, 
to be in charge of anything like on the royalty side. So like human and spiritual interests, right? You got one for each. They were kind of the top two judges, I guess you could say. Um, so if anything had to be, uh, what is it called? Appealed up, it would eventually get to them. They're the final word. I guess the king's the final I, word. I think but. it's like if you have like a legal matter, um, Zebediah would handle yeah. it. And if there was like a spiritual matter, like you, basically just like you said, like if someone's like, hey, I don't know if I'm supposed to fucking eat this cow or whatever. They'd be like, yeah, you got to yeah. talk. Take it to the highest court. He'll... He'll take to the god god. I don't know how much it really matters. It's interesting, maybe conceptually, just like, hey, if you want to know what Jehoshaphat did, he hung out with the bad. He, he hung out with some rough kids on the wrong side of the tracks, but he also put a couple of guys in charge and split up the power. I, maybe there's something more to read into it. It, it. it doesn't seem to matter, especially when you know what happens to Israel. I'm not quite sure what any of this matters. You know, it, it, it it'd be like finding out like the Native Americans had a system like this, and you're like, okay, but you know, we wiped the shit out of them. Now they have casinos. Like it's not like, uh, who cares? Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. We have so our own is, court system now run by white people that's, you know, completely disconnected. Yeah, it's uh, it's fair game. Um, that's chapter 19. And then what's interesting is chapter 20, we keep talking about Jehoshaphat and all of his exploits. What's cool about this is that in 2 Kings, there is almost nothing about this man. He gets very little mention besides the story of him being with Ahab right in the battle because as Cole said last week Ahab was on the Israel side the book of Kings is very Israel centric so now we're getting to look more at this Jehoshaphat character and not looking so much at Ahab so uh, it starts off with him basically he knows that he's in trouble right he knows that the prophet said some shit to him and he knows that there's a giant army coming basically God's reckoning these Edomites are coming to wreck shit so he goes into uh panic mode and decides that they're going to have a giant fast and not just him you know not him as the king taking on the fast and talking with god but everybody yeah so he calls her yo go ahead well i was gonna say like yeah in summary i'm, I'm not quite sure how much any of this really matters i kind of just want to blow through because it it's boring yeah. but uh, essentially amon moab and mount seer is you does your bible use a different word for them no he uses seer the Se- yeah. Mount Syrians. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Amass an army to destroy Israel. Uh, well, I guess Judah is the correct yeah. nomenclature. Uh, and it's somewhat significant. So this massive force is rising up to crush them. Yeah. And Jehoshaphat has options, but he decides he's going to go into a religious fast and lift up a prayer to God. And there's five parts to the prayer. I mean, if you're just reading it, you might not notice there's five parts. But my Bible's concordance picks up the five. I did not notice the five key elements to a prayer to God. If you're if you're like at the lottery and you're waiting for those balls to drop with your numbers on it, and you're like, ooh, here's how you do it. Okay. So how to pray? I'm going to read the prayer and I'm going to how to pray by Koldalewski. How to pray by atheist Koldalewski. I'll tell you what's up. Um, our Lord, our God of our fathers, are you not the God in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kings of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so no one is able to withstand you? Uh, this is an invocation to the God of our fathers, you know. 
And then he goes, Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to your descendants of Abraham forever? This is reminding God, hey, isn't Israel like something you're supposed to protect? FYI, I don't know if you knew that. In case you forgot. Um, you know. If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. You know. Uh, basically, my Bible says that this is an acknowledgement that the land now threatened was a divine gift and an assertion that he was turning to God in a time of need. Like, hey, you're great. This is your land of Israel, and we're coming to you. Just in case you were wondering, that was sort of the contract we built. Yeah, kind of humble. Like, it's a, it's like approaching a lion, you know, right. again. <laughs> you're like very slowly, your hands are up. Maybe you got a piece of steak for him. Yeah, yeah. Now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. And here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Uh, this is the fourth part of the prayer, which says, hey, the people that we're uh, being attacked by fucking suck. Yeah, they don't have they don't have God. Not and, real God. Uh, and uh, let me get to the part here. Um... O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And this is the fifth part of a prayer where you admit that you are powerless and shit and you're giving yourself up to God. And I don't know. My Bible makes a big old deal about it, but I guess that's if, if you're ever wondering, that's what you got to do. You got to gotta do the who, what, why, where, when. A prayer. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, very boring, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, my Bible makes a big deal of it. It's like, hey, just in case you were wondering, we're here praying, like you said we should do. Our enemies are shit people whom you hate. We know that. We know God hates these people. God definitely hates certain types of people. Oh, yeah. God Um, raises as hell. this is our land that you gave us. I mean, yeah, there are people living on it, but it's ours. It's our gift. You know, you're not just going to shit all over it, are you? Yeah. Zionism uh, 1.0 right here, baby. So what happens next is they all go nuts doing their uh, standing before the God, right? As he's doing this prayer, everyone, everyone's there. Um, Literally everyone in Judah. Um, And then this guy named Zachariah, or sorry, Jahaziel, the son of Zachariah, has God literally come into him, like onto him. Right. And it's it's very... uh, (laughs) It's very interesting because this sounds like Pentecostal, which is referring to Pentecost, which is like uh, it happens in the New Testament where all of the disciples get like flames, tongue flame, uh, sorry, tongues of fire on their heads as they begin to prophesy. And it feels like this is kind of what that is. Um, And it was supposed to happen during the Feast of Weeks, which I don't know if that's going on here, but um, it's still very it alludes to that, which now, if you hear Pentecostal churches, they're the ones that speak in tongues and do weird shit. Hmm. So I feel like that's what this guy's up to. Um, anyways, he's the son of Zechariah, not the Zechariah that has a book named after him later on, but a Zechariah. And he uh, he starts talking to uh, Jehoshaphat and the rest of Judah. And he says, listen, I know that their army's big and scary. I know you don't. we don't have all these people that they have. There are like three different kingdoms coming at us. You're fine. Don't worry about it. God's got this one covered. He's basically just telling everyone to calm down, right? It's like it's just a it's just a flu. It's just a bad flu. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um and so 
uh, they ba- basically he explains to them to you know go out there, take up your positions, just be ready. God's got it covered. He's got a little trick up his sleeve. Yeah, I. This is probably the bigger miracle, I guess. That he one of the bigger miracles that he does. It, it's kind of weird that his miracles, at least for Elisha, were kind of tiny. It was like, oh, resurrect a guy and. Yeah, but they're also clearly shit, miracles. You know? This doesn't feel that clearly to be a miracle. I guess, just, but what, like the blood on the water thing was like, a, like all right, I guess. Yeah, you know, some weird shit happened. And it seems like, was, you know, it used to be that his miracles were like, and then he came down as hail and sent down swords and just massacred everybody. And now it's getting yeah. a little bit more like, oh, what a fucking miracle, you know? Um, yeah, it's a little more realistic now. In, in this instance, as we recall, there's three armies amassing to fight and he says yeah. to all the jews all right just wait out all the judeans at least all the judeans hey just wait out god's going to deliver them into your hand and yeah. all the three armies get together and then they just turn on each other before we get into what the armies did okay. there's a little point we have to get to the israelites go out there they line up in formation and they start singing praises to god specifically they say give thanks to the lord for his love endures forever. And what's important about that is that those nine words are the only nine words you need to sing any Christian rock song in the last 40 years. <laughs> okay. Praise I the Lord. The joke. His, yeah. Okay, great. No, there's a lot of, st- like that, honestly, if you like look at Christian rock. Yeah, I know Christian, it sucks. Like, I got it. Yeah. Praise I, songs. I that like Those it. nine words, though, are very, a lot of them come from this verse. Oh, you mean they say so. God and praise and mercy no, and love? His love endures forever is very recurring and a lot of this i promise you it's, okay it's literally so you're saying this, this is a significant song that they're singing yes okay. yeah that they the christians still lean on it to vanquish their enemies i don't know yeah in case a bunch of filthy middle eastern guys are coming at you if you see if you scream this loud enough abor- any aborted fetus within 50 feet of you will come back to life right 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 if you're in a, like a church in france and shit's going south try oh, this no. try this one trick oh, no. okay so as Cole was saying, the army shows up. Technically, Mount Seir, the army of Mount Seir shows up, is getting ready to wreck shit. And then the other two armies turn on them, right? They turn on Mount Seir, the Ammonites and the Moabites, whip the shit out of the Mount Seir army. And then once they finish with them, they kill each other. They're like, I like so, fighting so much. I'm, you know. Which, cool. That rocks. They're like, I like um, fighting so much. Why am I going all the way to Israel when there's this other army right in front of me? Let's just, I already got my sword out. Yeah, let me tell you what. Every single one of these motherfuckers is in Valhalla right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to go. That's a guarantee. Right. Fair. Yeah. So the Israelites walk up to see what happened, and all there is is like a bunch of plunder. It says, which is a weird way to look at, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dead. Like, oh, free shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this. They're just grabbing. Like, oh, sweet Rolex. It's nice. And they just yeah. rip it off. You know. To the extent that it says they spent the next three days collecting the loot. From these dead bodies, which is awful vulturish, and also let's be real, these dirty fucking like desert people. What are you really looting from them? Like, they're <laughs> bloody rags. Hey guys, I found a really shiny rock. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, what are they? Are they marching into battle with all their gold? I just that is a good question. Maybe it's like shoes. You know, I don't know. What are I they guess? stealing? I mean, okay, there's certain things that probably carry rations. over. Rations are part of it. Uh, I'm willing to bet that like a horse's saddle would probably fetch weapons, you know? Yeah. Weapons, saddle wear. I mean, it's loot, but it's, it's also wartime loot. I don't know. How many weapons do you need anyway? These guys already got weapons. They're at war. 
<laughs> you're gonna carry two swords maybe they didn't have any swords maybe they're just about, i mean all they had was a song they're like <laughs> you know like it oh did work I, I just imagine a bunch of naked jews in the woods just singing and then like sweet these guys got pants. They're just yeah, putting on pants. Blood-soaked blood pants. Blood-soaked <laughs> pants. Hey, it's only 15 holes in this one. Yeah, very cool. Um, so basically, they go back with all this loot. Everyone's singing praises, playing the harp, playing the lyre, playing the trumpet. And it says that the fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms. Because no shit, that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. It's like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. We sent three armies and they all killed themselves. Yeah, like some small Latin American country pisses off the U.S., and then suddenly there's a coup. Yeah. We don't know why. I, and all the other Latin American countries are like, oh, okay. If we ever, if we ever do a retelling of the Bible, you know, with uh, on Pornhub, a Pornhub yeah. exclusive uh, series. Yes, um, when, we, when do. we do. When we do that. I'm thinking there just needs to be some odd Alex Jones character who's like, I don't know about these Jews. Did you see that? The three, those, I don't think those, he does that in real life. <laughs> yeah, saying, like Three armies went. Three armies didn't come back. Sounds like a false flag maneuver. I don't think that ever happened. How ma- I do like the idea of God being the CIA. I, <laughs> I would love the idea of like uh, Alex Jones, some character just being like, I don't know if I believe it. Do you really think that that unreasonable number of people would just die? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem Jesus realistic Christ. to me. Uh, okay. So a- after uh, the Ammonites and the Moabites, uh, Sandy hooked themselves. Uh, it says that Jehoshaphat rules over, continues to rule over Judah, um, and he resigned. And what is he? Oh, sorry, he reigned. <laughs> <laughs> Give it another shot. And he reigned in Judah. Sorry, and he reigned in Jerusalem for twenty-five years. Now, uh, here's the thing: he followed the ways of his father Asa, even though that. Um, Seer did give me a give him a bit of a talking down. Mm-hmm. Says that he mostly was good like his dad. Um but he didn't take down all the high places. So he left some of the poles up and shit. Um and then of course the Bible goes on to say if you want to know more about him, uh read Kings, which isn't true because there's not a lot in Kings yeah, about less, him. There's less there's less about him in Kings. It does mention this though in Kings, which is funny. I like this last little part of the story. Um it says in Kings that he tried to send a tr- like a trade delegation to Ophir via ship to get gold. Mm-hmm. And Ophir, I think, is where Solomon got his gold. So he was trying to like replicate Solomon's splendor. But in Kings, it just says it, did- it went bad. It doesn't say why. Now we get to find out why in this book. So he teamed up with Ahaziah, right, Ahab's son, to do this. And because Ahaziah is evil, God sank all the ships. So Which is just cool. think about that before you go into business with somebody. Is God going to sink all your ships because they suck? Right. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, it's not like those were just ships. I mean, I'm sure there was a bunch of just God fearing Judeans Sailors. who were just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm just here to do a business. And God was like, no, you don't understand. Like 17 levels above you. I didn't I didn't want that deal to go through. So I've decided yeah. to uh, enact it by killing the lowest members of the totem pole. Holy shit, God is the CIA. <laughs> you know, he's like he's I like, think. we didn't want that deal to go through, so we killed a bunch of warehouse workers. Like, okay. Yeah. It's possible. Um, that is the end of chapter twenty. Uh continuing on. Twenty one. Jehoshaphat dies. Uh let's see, he gets to rest in the uh city of David. His son becomes king, uh Jehoram. 
Now, Jehoram is not great. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking of the next son. Well, no, I'm, I'm no right. you're, you're right, because there was Jehoram yeah. and then there was Joram, and they both have the same name and the same nickname. But yeah, and they're, but one's in Israel, right? One's in Israel, yeah. one's in Judah. Two kings yeah. at the same time with the exact same name. But the Bible's like, oh, well, this time we're going to call this one Joram and this one Jehoram, and this one, next time this one will be Joram. It, it, it's confusing yeah. as shit. But. Yeah, so we'll mostly ju- we're just going to be talking about the Judah king. We're going to call him Jehoram. He uh, he gets basically he and all of his brothers inherit a bunch of gold, um, and of course, what does he do as soon as he sets his uh, his rulership up firmly? He wipes out all his brothers. I like that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. So yeah, Jehoram becomes king. First thing he does is kill all his brothers. And then it makes specific mention. We're like, yeah, but God was like, yeah, I wasn't going to let David's line perish. So I'm going to give him a pass this time. His great sin isn't that he killed his brothers. His great sin is that he married an Israelite. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's that's true. That, that, that's what will get you in trouble. Uh, and, and compared to Athaliah, that's, that's, if there ever was a message in the Bible, it's that it's okay to kill your family. It's okay to kill children as long as you're not a woman. That's why abortion is wrong, but this yeah. is okay. Then why do they kill? The, why do they keep killing the male abortion doctors in Pensacola? They're just not good Christians. <laughs> okay, because they did it because the women asked. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Well, in, in the same okay. way, so They're the cucks. the abortion doctors, the abortion <laughs> doctors are like Jehoram in this instance. You know. Uh, okay. Okay. It's because they're doing what whore women tell them to. Oh, whoa. okay. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Satire. <laughs> that's why you light their buildings on fire when they're you know. Yeah. Great. Um, That's a Christian thing to do. It is. So during Jehoram's reign, Edom decides to rebel, which, come on, guys. Now, Edom had been kind of a client state, right, uh, for a while of Israel. So this is, you know, not good news. You obviously want your little vassals listening to you, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, And and I think the important thing is, like, calling back to... um, Genesis, you know, uh, I, I know we mentioned it multiple times, but when um, Jacob was doing his meat hands uh, Halloween trick on um, his dad, yeah, you know, and Edom, yeah. like uh, Esau was like, hey, well, what do you got for me? He's like, don't worry, you're going to be a slave to your brother, but then you'll eventually yeah. break free. Weird that like for 800 years, they had almost nothing to do with each other. And then now during this period where the nation of Israel exists, it's weird that that one, like, oh, don't worry, nothing important is going to happen in your life until we cover kind of this brief period where you were under a vassal state to Israel and then freed yourself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the, again, the Esau-Jacob uh, mix-up. So kind of, kind of funny that it took so long to come to fruition. Something that I kind of wonder, because I assume it's it's hard to know where fact based mythology and just pure fiction based mythology kind of where it begins and ends yeah the whole one family moving into egypt and then proliferating these 12 tribes that doesn't sound reasonable to me i mean you can say it's mythology or whatever but the whole like jacob and esau it's clearly just stories that were made up to explain time you know 
to explain time that's happening to them now. Which brings my question, because it almost, it, it brings into question when was Genesis written. Yeah. And it must have been written almost at Around the same time, time that this time was written too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because obviously Jacob and Esau are stand-ins for the entire nations. You know, they're not, right. they did not exist. They're I'm going to say that straight up. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't just two brothers fighting over goat hands. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's clear, like, oh, yeah, we know that we're distantly related to the Edomites. Uh, we're both Semites. We both have a similar language, whatever the fuck. And we control them. And then now they bust it free. And then that spawns the story where, like, well, yeah, well, we tricked his fucking dad once, you know, and we wore a goat yeah. mask. That's that's and now they're free, you know. OK. Yeah. So to that point, Edomites revolt, throw off the yoke of of. Uh, Israelite rulership installed the Rome king. Libna also revolts, which is a place I've never fucking heard of, but cool. Um, and then Elijah the prophet, who's up in Israel just being a pain in the ass for Ahab's line, right? Yeah. Just pissing them off yeah. hilariously. What's weird is... He writes, I, oh, go ahead. It says a letter from Elijah. Yeah. Elijah is before Elisha, correct? Elisha yes. was yeah. his descendant? Wasn't yeah. Elisha... Wasn't Elijah gone? I mean, clearly by not. the He's time of letters, Ahab and Jezebel, am I mistaken? Something I'll have to go back and look. That's something no, I'm he, look he goes. Up. Elijah goes up to heaven in Second Kings two, mm-hmm. so it would be around this time. Okay, I, I just yeah. I, I, Ahab and Jezebel and their whole thing. I thought no, Elijah outlasted him, okay. and then Elisha took I, I, over. I'll go back and confirm, but that's I, I'll believe you. That sounds right, I guess. I just yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought so Elijah was already this, gone by now. No, he would have done this probably. This was like one of his last acts, I would imagine. It was like he's taking care of his fucking business before he deuces out. And so this letter is one of them. So he sends this letter to Jehoram saying, hey, you're not like your dad, Jehoshaphat, or his dad, Asa. You're like a piece of shit. You know, you're a total Israelite. You're, you're like these you know, fucking cunts I'm dealing with up north. Yeah, he's like, you're like the line of Ahab, which you married into, by the way, not a good look. <laughs> um, and so he says, because of what you've done, because you've turned the people of Jerusalem into prostitutes, right? Just like Ahab, because you murdered your own brothers. All right, he's getting a little flack for that. Uh-huh. Um, basically, you're fucked. The Lord is about to strike your people, slap your shit up. Um. And he's also, by the way, also, you're going to have a lingering disease of the bowels, bitch. <laughs> it, it is kind of he's like, it's by a, the way, you're, you're going to have, your, your stomach's going to hurt. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. It sounds like such a gypsy's curse. <laughs> it's just like, I'm giving you IBS. Like, as, oh, well no. as, just, as well as murdering countless people, you're just going to have IBS. Like, I imagine him and just like walking over and like touching, uh, you know, Jehoram's face and being like Crohn's disease. And he's like, ah! <laughs> but it's in a letter. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. After he gets this letter, the Philistines become some real motherfuckers, uh, and um, the Arabs who live near the Cushites, they all come in. They just totally wreck the house like Elijah predicted, um, and they carry off all the goods in the palace, also all of his sons and his wives, leaving only one son, Ahaziah. So, you know, talk about really kicking a fellow while he's down. He just lost all his slaves. And now he loses his yeah. wife's slaves. You hate to see it happen. And his son's slaves. Oh, that's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, then also he got the bowel disease. Dysentery? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it literally says that he, uh, after this, the Lord Shit. struck him in his intestines with an incurable disease. 
Are, yeah. are you waiting to get to something? Or are we going to get to right to like, no, what you're about to say, he uh, shit his brains he out. Shit, literally. <laughs> he shits his, he shits his fucking guts out. And this is the thing. He shits out his own fucking intestines. Cause God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. And everyone's like, yuck, let's get rid of this fucking guy. And then they don't even bury him with his fathers. They're just like, yeah, we, we grant you the ability to be buried in the city of David, but this, this intestine splattered fucking weirdo. We're not going to give like a proper barrel. Yeah. He doesn't get to be in the tomb of the Kings. Just in the city. Which, you know what? That's fine. I feel like all real estate's pretty expensive in the city. So it's still sort of high honors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd take it. You know. It's yeah, like I uh, would. you know. Kill me right now and bury me in Jerusalem. Let's go. Then I'll be one of the first ones out of the grave when Jesus comes back and calls me up. That's Checkmate. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead style. Sorry, spoiler alert. There's this Jesus guy later. <laughs> and he's coming back, and it's yeah. probably Baron Trump. Yep. I hope so. Okay, that is chapter 21. 22, you ready to keep on trucking? Or are you feeling done? I'm feeling done. You look exhausted, baby. Yeah, and uh, and that's it for Jehoram. Uh, I, think that's, um, I think that's as far as we'll get today. I think that's plenty. We'll do a little bit of a short episode because, like, tomorrow, like, next episode, we're starting with uh, kind of Ataliah and that whole yeah. fucking thing. And there's Plus, a lot to talk about there. You know, it's November 1st. Everyone wants to get back to watching the election coverage. <laughs> they don't I, have time to listen I to I said every now and then on YouTube, it's like, do you want to see the 60 minutes of Trump? I was like, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Do you think anyone, hold on, let's, let's end. Let's get through the part, people. Okay, okay, and then okay. We'll, then we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about Trump's 60 minutes. Sure. Um, is there anything that we want to talk about about this chapter, about this episode? About no, I meant verses? like I meant like you know. Oh well, Twitter? let's yeah, let's recap. I, I, let's let's recap a bit, I guess. Um. So what was the? Uh, I almost it's it's weird that we almost never do this anymore because I don't expect it anymore. But when we first were reading the Bible, I was like, what was the moral of this? What was the point of this? Yeah, and yeah. we're so far from that. Where I'm like, I, is there? Is it even possible? Was there a moral to this? Was there anything to really to to glean? Well, I just. I think the interesting part is, again, breaking down this difference between the two narratives, you know, the Judah versus the Israel, and how in this one, since we're so Judah-centric, we're getting into some of these little facts that I think make the Judah Judean kings less shiny than they were in kings. You know, like back in kings, they seemed like so above all this Israelite bullshit. And, like, definitely now that we're down in the trenches with them, seeing their actions, finding out why bad things happen to them because they did bad things, I just think it's kind of fun. You know, they're getting their comeuppance. It, it is kind of interesting that, yeah, Israel was like, Israel's, fu- or Israel's fucking wicked and the kings of Israel were wicked, which still seems very strange to me. I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it, that God, to punish Solomon for raising these high places and, and allowing worship of other gods— decided to give away 10 of the 12 tribes to a bunch of shitheads to the north. To get, He gave yeah. away 80% of Israel's inheritance to people who aren't related to David at all and who are cunts. And yes. then he take, he's like, yeah, you're good. And then now every time they interact with him, it's like, well, you know you're not supposed to interact with the people whom God gave preferential treatment to. Yeah. And I mean, the, you know, it's the one that's thing the bad cousin. Yeah. And the Don't one thing him going for Judah is that, well, at least your your royal line is intact, I guess. It yeah. just it seems like such weird priorities and such a weird stance on all of it, you know. 
Yeah. Like, who the fuck cares about no, any of these people? You know, I, I don't and know. then God, and then God's weird, like one drop rule. As soon as Ahab marries in, <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, it, it, it doesn't make any sense that like, oh yeah, see, Judah was the good nation for the line of David, and they pretty much did the exact same thing as Israel. Got honestly the worst out of the deal between the two of them, and the only thing that you can really claim to them is like, oh well, at least, at least David was able to have shitty fucking. Uh, great grandsons or whatever and god gave him a pass because he's a shit too i don't know you gotta hand him that you gotta give it to him cool <laughs> cool great no it's it definitely uh don't do what no woman sucks. tells you <laughs> yeah that's for sure don't ever marry a daughter of ahab let me tell you that right now fellas and women yeah especially women. Yeah. don't any woman yeah. marry any woman according to the bible so oh, well okay 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 <laughs> All right, let's. Hey, did you hear Pope Francis? You can't say that. Um, all right, folks, if not, you don't already, hashtag not my pope. Yeah, yeah. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter. You can drop that hashtag while you're at it. Yeah. Uh, we're at Bible Pimps, and then if you want to send us an email, you can do that at Revelations Podcast at Gmail dot com. Two years running, not a single email, fuckers. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I, I I do think it's kind of funny that. Uh, the idea of like uh, the the controversy of the Pope, I still think it's funny that the head of the Catholic Church is like the worst thing that they could ever fucking do is have a Pope that's cool. Uh, but yeah. let's let's get into the. Uh, there's not much to talk about. I didn't even see it. But okay, I, what my point wasn't. I, I wasn't really going to even talk about the specifics of the 60 minutes interview with Trump. Don't care. He walked out of it right. Like that was the sort of the big, the big news about it. No clue. Was that well? The, I remember that. Uh, he was like asking, "Why don't you ask Joe these questions? Why don't you ask Joe?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'll interview and I'll ask him. You know, it's fine." Uh, but yeah. one of the things that was funny is that I, I don't know all the details because I also still just don't fucking care about Biden's Hunter Biden's hard drive. Uh, yeah. The the news I read was that it had been spinning around Ukraine as like some kind of propaganda anyway. They're like, "Hey, you know, Ukraine's planning to." release some fucking emails or whatever. But last I heard, Tucker Carlson had the last copy of the document that was going to nail Hunter Biden, and then it mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, I mean... is it? Does it get dumber than this? He found it. He found it. Oh, he so found it. So the UPS it. did misplace it. Oh. The UPS was like, oh, yep, we have it. It got sent to... He should have sent it to a, the USPS. Yeah, right. If you want to make sure it gets there. I want to defund those guys. I don't know. He finally got it. And the same fucking idiots are on Twitter right now running up how this is the biggest story ever. And like, okay, here's they they, they run with every direction they can, which Mm -hmm. is their downfall. In the same way that I think a lot of MSNBC type correspondents fuck up with Trump. Mm -hmm. Like, let's hone in on some very specific things and hammer them. These guys are all over the place. They're like, well, he's also making Chinese child porn and this and all this shit about Hunter that does not matter. Okay. If there is an issue here, it is potentially, and I don't think there is, but it is potentially uh, Biden's involvement with certain companies possibly helping out his son financially. I don't think that's happening, but that is the only actual possible issue. Which, and here's the thing. When you're talking about lesser two evils, if you're comparing that to Trump, that is a drop in the fucking bucket. Obviously. It's ridiculous, but, it would but be, fine. If if Joe's doing that, when he gets into office, fucking kick him, kick him out and let Kamala be the president. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Why not? Um, 
But my that wasn't even really what I want to talk about. I just want to talk about that. Like so, like Trump did a sixty minutes interview, and I, I almost think it's like I, I think about it almost like the podcast that we do, where I'm like, who is the fucking audience for this? Like, who is actually listening to Trump speak? Like, are his supporters right. actually? Tuning in to 60 Minutes, I feel like the only people who are watching Trump talk these days at all with any real effort are people who just hate him and are using it against him. Like, I don't. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, Mad boomers. I've never heard of any Trump supporter being like, yeah, but did you hear that conversation he had with such and such? And he made some really good points. I've never heard that in my whole fucking life. Okay, if you listen to if you watch sixty minutes at all, you're over sixty. And if you're under sixty and you watch it, you're not as serious or smart as you think you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you. Right? You got him. Take a fucking chill pill. You don't need to watch fucking sixty minutes. Uh I don't know. I don't know who it's for. Probably nobody. It just was like, Oh yeah, let's have let's have Donald Trump slur his way through a fucking other interview where he just gets buttered all the time. And it seems like every single one of his interviews I I haven't seen the sixty minutes interview. But I would almost be surprised if he didn't bring up the electoral college win from his from 2016, because it seems like he was yeah. just still bringing that up every fucking time. I, I I feel like if I had to guess, because this Hunter Biden hard drive thing is so is like their last ditch effort. Because yeah, it's their attempt at October surprise. Yeah, because Hillary Clinton's emails and the electoral college. It's the same not, shit. Yeah, it's not hit no more, but. I don't know. It's it's dumb as shit. It's just a limped dick version of Hillary's emails too. At least those were her emails. <laughs> this isn't even fucking what the, Joe's shit. Yeah, one of the things I also thought was funny, and this is I mean, I, I don't know, I, I bully the people on our fantasy football league about it, but uh I, yeah, I saw I Trump just be I mean, you know, me just being a cunt. Uh I saw yeah. Trump being like, you know, if Biden gets elected, there's gonna be no more Christmas. He's gonna ruin Christmas. <laughs> I was like, You're still president during Christmas. Did he st- did he say that recently? Yeah, he, he literally said that he – I think he was in Reno during his Reno thing. Again, I don't know anyone who watches him but people like me who hate sure. him. But he was like – Well, this is Rally Boys. Yeah. He, oh, we didn't even talk about all the ones that almost froze to death. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, and yeah. It'll be old news by the time we get to the next episode. But um, but he was like, yeah, you know, if Biden wins, say goodbye to Christmas. There's not going to be any Christmas at all. And it's like you're still president during that time. Do you understand – when the because tra- I know he's been talking about they're like hey are you going to peacefully transition the president he's like I don't know it'll be a surprise but then he's also talking about how he's probably like ah you know what maybe Biden's president already fucking after Thanksgiving I don't know sad Trump is my favorite <laughs> anyways people watch sixty minutes they need you is my favorite whoa <laughs> <laughs> all right all right perfect.